Praise the Lord. He's a God of family. Amen. You know, that means grandpa, grandpa and grandma and nana and pop and, and uh, he wants us all in. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, he's a, he's a great God and it's been a great morning so far. And I'm sorry sometimes we go a little over time with, uh, with things, but I'd rather let, let, let the Lord have a bit of room to minister in our hearts than, than go home after just a, you know, having got through what we do. And sometimes I like to finish on time. It's in my nature to finish on time. But I tell you, sometimes it's not in God's nature <laughs> to finish on time. So, um, so we give him all the glory. How many of you know that the wise still seek him? Amen. The wise still seek him. And uh, from generation to generation, uh, we see that. We see the Lord, um, the wise still seek him. We're a people that should seek after him because we trust on him. Amen. We don't want to be found doing anything in our own strength. We shouldn't want to be found doing anything in our own strength. That's why seeking him should be the continuing posture of our hearts. You know, seek him. You know, if you don't want to be found doing things your way, start to seek him because he'll show you how to do it his way. Amen. Jesus remains our best example of being empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus modeled for us what we could also expect as we walk in his ways. Jesus modeled it for us. And I'll explain. You know, many religious minds would consider that the miracles, uh, the signs, uh, the, the amazing wonders and great power that Jesus performed was the outcome of his deity, was the outcome of who he was, you know, that, well, you know, it was a direct result of his identity as the only son of God, that he did what he did, that he was able to do the miracles, the signs, the wonders. And, um, but we have to read our Bibles, amen? We have to read our Bibles. We have to see what the Bible plainly teaches that Jesus was able to do the miracles that he did, not because he was the Son of God, but because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? I want to look at that. You know, it's important for us to see that. Not only that, but we see that God's intention for the church is for it to be empowered and anointed by the Holy Spirit as well. For God to pour out his Spirit on all flesh is in the Bible. And the result of that is that we're empowered. Luke uh, chapter uh, 24, when Jesus had risen from the dead, his clear instruction to the apostles and the disciples was, listen carefully, that's what he said, listen carefully, I'm sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, this is the amplified version, upon you. But you are to remain in Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped, with power from on high. Wait in Jerusalem for that. You know, if you've driven into church this morning, you might not have seen the sign, but uh, we've got a sign up there on the, uh, uh, up there, and it actually says quite clearly, Pentecostal. You know, uh, not that we're trying to scare people away by saying, you know, that we're of that, you know, Protestant uh, strain uh, of, uh, of, of church and, of course, teaching, but we've got to see that on the day of Pentecost, a Jewish feast in Acts chapter 2, Peter stands up and relates the happenings of the event of that day when the Holy Spirit, Jesus rose from the dead and the promise of the Father was that he would send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was sent at that time and received by the, those that were gathered in the upper room, 120 of them, in comes the Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, 
It wasn't orderly. <laughs> it was mayhem. You know, as the Spirit came in and just, just had his way. And I'm happy to say that I've been in services like that. Where, you know, if you're all prim and proper, you probably would have wanted the door. You wanted to find the door as quickly as possible because of what went on. It was mayhem. And I've been in those mayhem meetings. And, you, and the, the, the wonderful thing of it, the, the wonderful thing about it is it touches your heart that God could move and minister among his people and touch lives in such a way. Peter stands up and relates the happenings of the events of the day of Pentecost to the outpouring that Joel prophesied previously. And of course, Peter is quoting the scripture to explain what is going on in that upper room on that day of Pentecost uh, at the very commencement of the church age. Acts chapter 2. I don't know. Am I needing a new battery charge here? I don't know what, I'm, what I've done wrong, but it's... There we go. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. It says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Verse 15. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it was the third hour of the day. What on earth was happening for them to think, for the people that were watching, to think that they were drunk? People so moved by the Holy Spirit that they couldn't stand. Inebriation, a look of inebriation. And if you've never been drunk in the Spirit, you've got something, a joy waiting for you, okay? Uh, to experience one day when you're just in the right place and God's able to minister that uh, to you. Um, it's a, it, it's, it is a most uh, enjoyable experience. Nothing like the, you know, the, the natural way of being drunk with wine or whatever. But for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Look what it says in verse 16. We'll go to the next one. But these are not drunk. And it, but it, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy amen they'll speak the word of God they'll say what he's saying amen and I believe it was a vision that I received yesterday uh, that again just connected with uh, Pastor Jess's heart this morning as well but I believe it was a vision that I received yesterday morning not a dream because as we've just read it's young men have visions, okay? So I call, I'm calling it a vision this morning, all right? <laughs> but the Lord woke me with a very beautiful experience and vision of being in a church service, and I knew it was from him, and uh, where all the young people had come to the front at the altar. Maybe they'd been invited, I'm not sure, but they're all, they're all down the front, and I've seen it before in churches. We saw it at the World Prayer Assembly, where the young people were encouraged to come down the front and and stand at the altar and worship at the altar. And it was that precious moment where the Spirit of God was just beginning to move over and move on these young ones. And they paused and they, most of them were sitting cross-legged and just taking up a posture and a position to stay right there. The Spirit of God just began to move on them. And, and um, 
it was just really beautiful. It was, you know, and 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 um, the spirit of joy just started to come on them. You know, some of them just sort of started with a little giggle here and a little giggle over there and another one over here and then someone a little bit noisier and next thing you know they're just all just uh, are free in the spirit and um, enjoying a joy that can only be described as comes from the heart. And, uh, you know, uh, to have it is to want it again. To experience it once is to want to see and experience that again. And um, I, I just encourage you, the wise still seek him. Amen? The wise still seek him and start seeking him for, for his presence and the influence of his presence in our lives. And uh, we can do it daily. We can make it the cry of our heart that we would want more of God. I'm saying 2024 is a year for more. Amen. Make that your declaration as well. 2024 is a year of more, you know. And, and you know, you might, might be in here and have a, a, a more, you know, religious experience in your past Christian life. But how about saying, hey, I want more. I want more because I believe that God is real and his spirit is alive and well in the earth today. And he wants to turn up in your life as well. Now, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You get that joy in the Lord. I know it just and it helps you shake things off when you just got the joy of the Lord there. And, um, and you know that it's from him and it's a, it's a thrill. And through Acts chapter 1 and 2, the birth of the church uh, and its growth, what we see is the intention of God. It was that his church, and of course in the New Testament church age, would be empowered and equipped uh, the same way as Jesus was. And uh, we see the biblical pattern in the gospel. Jesus gets baptised uh, uh, by John. And, and uh, his account is the Holy Spirit came upon him. He then goes and spends 40 days in the wilderness and then begins his itinerant ministry, going from place to place, led by the Spirit. And question, how did Jesus know to go into the wilderness? Actually, the Bible says that the, the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit of God led him up there. It wasn't that he was just up there having a fast for 40 days and all of a sudden the devil just jumped out at him. The Spirit of God led him up there to demonstrate that he was not going to be taken out by the enemy. Yeah. Amen? To demonstrate, to, you know, to show the victory over him. Yeah. Amen? And, and the enemy. And of course, as we just continue to walk lockstep with the Holy Ghost, his victory becomes our victory. As we begin to resist the devil... The Bible says, resist the devil, and it says that he will flee from you. Yeah. You know, some of us are just not resisting. Yeah. We've just got to resist and say no. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Jesus taught us to speak the word. Yeah. That's what made the devil go. It should be a person that speaks the word. You know, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth and show us things to come, it says. And it's a part of our inheritance as sons and daughters of God to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 4. Oh, Luke chapter 4. Then Jesus, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when, he, when they had ended, he was hungry. You know, there's a big difference in the life of Jesus after he gets filled with the Spirit of God. You can go through the Scriptures... And we can see that the life of Jesus before the infilling of the Holy Spirit, despite being born of a virgin and being the son of God, 
Jesus' life is no different than the life of many Jewish uh, you know, uh, young men in, the, in, in his day. Jesus' life is, is really no different you know, uh, in Israel at the time. He didn't have uh, a prophetic newsletter. You know? He didn't have uh, a podcast and a YouTube channel you know, before he stepped into his ministry. He didn't have any of those things going on. Jesus' ministry is founded on faithfulness, faithfulness in little things, and faithfulness that belongs to, faithful in the things that belong to another man. Jesus taught that. Faithful in that which belongs to another man. Jesus was faithful to his family and just lived and worked in the hometown of Nazareth. Amen. Working in his dad's furniture shop. Have you ever thought about what Jesus did for the first 30 years? He's a carpenter, you know. He's a carpenter, you know. Banging out furniture out of the out of the uh, the home uh, uh, the home workshop, fixing someone's broken table and chair. That's what Jesus was doing. You know what he was? Faithful. And I think he listened to the word of God when he went to church on on Saturdays. Pretty sure of that too. You know, the sad thing I see in church is that people wanting the ministry platform. Okay, the badge the crowd to preach to, but they so often fail in faithful service. They haven't stepped in for empowerment with humility and sacrifice. And understand this, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, it comes from God. And so those prerequisites need to be there. Those are the things that qualify us. You know, if, if, if we want to, uh, if you look at the, the nature of the Christian church, the nature of the Christian church is if you want to lead, you have to serve. Amen? And, you know, we, we don't just lead a little bit and then just do all that we can to make sure that we get promoted. No, we just, we, you know, we forget about the promotion. And we serve. We serve because uh, God, God loves our, our faithfulness and it loves our humility. And, when, of course, when the time was right, Jesus came to be baptised by John. Each step toward that moment is a step taken in faithfulness and humility. Amen. And the Lord has always prepared and already prepared John the Baptist. We know that from previous scriptures and, and time spent that the thing that uh, set John the Baptist apart from others was he found what the word of God said about him. And so he was ready to be that person that would baptise Jesus. And the Lord had already prepared him. And um, he's going to be the one that baptises. Uh, he, he knew that he would be what, the one that would recognise Jesus and recognise that Jesus was the one that would baptise in the Holy Spirit. We come to Jesus and we receive him as Lord. We should come to Jesus and get you. Remember, wise men still seek him. We come to Jesus and, 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 uh, and, and cry out for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 1. In verse, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 32. It's not there, Johns. Do you want to just pull it up? I think I need a new battery in my, uh, in my clicker. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptise with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptises with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. 
Jesus starts his ministry with the Holy Spirit's anointing. That's how he starts his ministry. That's why we ordain, you know, the laying on of hands, that impartation is for empowerment to actually walk in the gifting and the anointing uh, of that calling. And Jesus, uh, 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 as he starts, you, you see the evidence. He's empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's not afraid of the devil. He's not afraid of the dark. Amen? And, of course, nor should we be. Jesus declared that he was the light of the world. And those that follow him should not walk in darkness, but would have the light of life. Amen this morning? Amen. Pastor Jess, I want to say this to you. Don't be afraid of men who have a form of godliness but deny the power of it. Amen? You know, I'm telling you, you have nothing to fear. Okay? You walk, you have demonstrated that you walk in the light of life. Amen? And we are all called to walk in the light of life. But just walk lockstep with the Holy Spirit as you carry out your ministry. He's going to show you what to say, what to speak, what to believe in your heart, and you watch what God does with that. Amen. There's just a power in the declaration. There's a power that, that uh, will change. Just the very word that goes out. You know, even the word this morning, you know, to this generation, to that Gen Z people, there's power in that as it carries and reaches hearts. And, um, you know, uh, Luke chapter 4 and verse 14, if we just turn there if we can, it says, uh, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Notice that word, power of the Spirit. He returned uh, in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And, you know, and sadly, um, you, know, we, you don't have to go very far to find Christian groups who have their teachers, who search the Bible and misquote verses to form doctrine, doctrines that exclude or at least limit the Holy Spirit's empowerment from their Christian service. Why would you talk against what God wants to do. Why would you? Our Heavenly Father's purpose at Pentecost was to empower His church so that we would not be found doing anything in our own strength or anything that could bring glory to us, but everything would glorify Him. That's it. That's the key. And we want to see God get the glory. Our Heavenly Father's purpose at Pentecost was to empower his church. And uh, as I say, uh, through unbelief, so many refuse that empowerment. So Jesus came to his own home church, and I, I want to finish on this today. Jesus comes to his own church, the, the, the synagogue of Nazareth. And uh, as we see in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, it says there, uh, uh, so he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is preaching on the very spirit empowerment that he himself submitted to in order to do what he did. And he gets up in his hometown and he preaches that. Wow. He preaches about the fact that he's anointed, that he's been anointed by the Holy Ghost. And um, 
you know, he was able to receive it because he humbled himself. Amen? For those that want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, let me say this, humility is the key. We come in humble. We come in with that faithfulness of humbleness. The kingdom of God operates on humility. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 13 says, or verse 33 says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honour is humility. So we do, we humble ourselves to come into, you know, any honouring from the Lord. The kenosis of Jesus, some of you may have heard of the kenosis of Jesus. It's got um, a, a bit of a... Um, a high word about it, but the kenosis of Jesus is a topic that helps us understand the mindset we need to be empowered. He emptied himself. That's what the kenosis of Jesus means. He made himself of no reputation. And Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 talks about that. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And the Greek word used here in verse 7 is kenosis. But made himself of no reputation. It's humility. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And here's Jesus, the perfect example of faithfulness, humility and being empowered by God and we're all called to it someone needs to hear this today I really believe there's someone here today that needs to hear this God's not trying to make you look good okay he he is making Jesus look good through you that's what that's what that's what we ought to be after he's not trying to make us look good you know he's trying to make Jesus look good through you it's not about us it's about him and all the glory needs to go to him but the pathway in to get the glory going to him through any ministry that you can apply is to humble yourself and be faithful. What's remarkable is those that were in Nazareth, the synagogue that day, were so offended at Jesus through their familiarity with his, with his natural history. The fact that they knew him, they knew, that's, the kid, that's Joseph's son. We've even had furniture fixed by him, you know. And here he is preaching. Can you imagine it? And they got offended with him. And he's just fasted for 40 days. And, you know, and I'm sure he was glowing in the dark as he preached that day. You know, as he got up and read that scripture. So much so were they offended by him that they tried to throw him off a cliff. Yeah, they took him out and said, come on, that's Jesus. We've got something for you. Let him out of town and took him to a cliff. I think it's called, it's actually, I don't know if you visited it visited at Pastor Jess. It's called the, um, the, uh, the Cliff of the Precipice or something or other. I think it's something like that. But anyway, they, they, the place is still there and that's one of the tourist sites that you can go to where they tried to throw Jesus off because they knew. Because they knew him and that's all it was. Hardly surprising, okay, that people are offended by the Spirit's empowerment in this day and age. And Jesus demonstrates the best response to the religious persecution, he just went his way. He just went his way. Protected by the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're surrounded by your detractors, just know that there's a pathway for you to walk free. Just walk away. Luke chapter 4 and verse 28, and we'll see it there. So 
All those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill on which the city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. And then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Amen. God wants a church, and I finish on this today, God wants a church that will glorify him. Okay? He's not into glorifying movements. He's not into glorifying denominations. We need not stand for those things. We want to stand for the presence of God and do all we can to, to maintain an atmosphere where he can move freely and touch hearts and lives. That's what we're after. Amen? And, and, and have a people that understand what it takes to do that. Know how to come into a church service and lift their hands and their hearts before God and worship him and see the result of that. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in working for God. Never have been. But let's work with God. Amen? Let's be a people that, that desire to work with him and, and, you know, his program. What's his program for the earth today? Let's be a part of that. That heartfelt desire to work with him is so important. You know, anointed by the Spirit of God to serve, to move in signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit in this day and age. Nothing sweeter than to be standing with someone and get a word from God for them. It's not much sweeter in the kingdom of God. It's to get a word from them that God's saying, you know, that, that, prophetic, uh, that prophetic word. Some of what the Holy Spirit do, does among us is hard to explain. Biblical as it is, but hard to explain. But we have the biblical precedence. We have the witness of the Spirit. And in 2024, let's go for more, I say. Amen? Let's go for more. Why don't, why don't we all stand up today and, uh, and in all humility, again, just surrender ourselves to fresh moves of the Spirit as we go from this place today. And, uh, and of course, in our own lives and as a church together. And, you know, uh, because we've gone over time, I'm not going to throw up a clip. And, but what, why, don't, why don't we just pray and, uh, and ask the Lord a blessing on, on our word that we've received today. And that, uh, you know, that it, the aspects of it that perhaps you might want to just tuck in your heart and actually say, you know what, I'm going to think on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on that. I'm going to pray on that and, uh, and ask the Lord to, to um, uh, bring that to fruition in my life today. So, Father, we thank you that your word, your word goes out today, Lord God. And wherever your word is preached, Lord God, we declare that your Holy Spirit lands. So, Lord, on our hearts today, Lord God, that we, you, would, you would come and land again, Father God, in our hearts as we, as we take on your word, as we take on, uh, Father, the truths, Father God, that are there plainly for us written, Lord. Lord, that we can get a hold of and, Lord, run with, Father, and run with, Father, knowing that your spirit is there with us, Lord. Lord, we pray that the empowerment of your spirit would be upon our lives. We pray, Lord God, that uh, just as uh, Jesus was baptised with the Holy Spirit, Lord God, we would be baptised in your Holy Spirit as well, Lord. Lord, that we would uh, sense your empowerment, Lord, that we would walk with you and talk with you. Lord, that our daily lives, Lord God, would be evidence of relationship with you. Lord God, that you are real and that you're alive and well. And Lord, we thank you that all of these are things are possible because you died on that cross for our sins and you rose from the dead for our justification. And Lord, that we can, we can come boldly into your throne room at any given time. Lord, that we can come uh, boldly into the, into the place uh, where you are ever sat, Lord God, uh, making intercession for us, Lord. Lord, that we can come by faith. We can come by prayer. And Lord, we, we're welcome because you are our Heavenly Father. And that was Jesus that died for us, Lord God. And we thank you for it. Lord, we're a grateful people today, Lord God. 
We ask that your spirit continue to move through us and, and on us and around us, Father God, as we go from here today, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And on that note, and as we close, and I know they're going to maybe play a song out the back here as we do, but I just want to make that invitation. If you're here today and something in this message touched your heart, something that, that spoke to you, that you know, maybe moved you in some way, I want to encourage you to come on down the front. We'd just love to be able to pray with you and stand with you and, and uh, maybe seal that in some way um, as, uh, as the Lord wills. And uh, if you have a healing need, please don't go home without getting prayed for. Amen. If you've got a healing need of any kind, uh, come on down the front. We love to just lay hands. We believe that God heals the sick. Amen. And, uh, and saves souls and heals the sick. And uh, he's in that business. So come on down for that as well. But why don't we just again, just give the Lord a hand clap this morning and just bless him. And, um, and go out and have a great week. God bless you all. Amen.